welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a sustainably profitable business while making an unbelievable impact on your world. Learn from my 20 plus years of experience and from my guests as we discuss their pricing challenges, failures, and successes. Pricing is a way of being or behaving in your business, and my mission is to help you confidently charge for the value you deliver. Pricing either hurts or helps your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. If you're loving this show, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to it. Share it with your friends and colleagues. And of course, if you'd like to find out more about how to work with me, head on over to thepricinglady.com and book a discovery call. In this episode, the number one question I get from people is how do I find the right price? And most often, they expect me to give them a mathematical equation to find the solution. But pricing is more nuanced than that. In fact, to set the right prices, you need a solid thought process. And that's what I share with you in this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode. We're going to be taking a look today at my five-step price setting thought process. Now, this is the process I use with my clients when they want to learn how and understand how to go about setting the right prices for their business. And there are five steps to this, as I said. So there's a customer, the offer, the value, the marketplace, and cost and profit. We'll go through each of these in a little bit more detail. What I'd like to emphasize here is that yes, all five steps are necessary. Now, some steps you will look at in more detail than others, depending on your business and your industry and what's most relevant, but you should look at all five steps. There may be other influencing factors that come into play, like maybe there's industry standards that might affect your price. That might come in in the marketplace or it could come into the offer because that may dictate what you need to offer or how you need to offer it. But we're going to take a look at each of these five steps in a little bit more detail so that you can understand how they might be influencing what you set as prices in your business. The first step, customer. Well, we start here because pricing is rooted in a deep understanding of the customer. If you follow me, you hear me say this all the time, and I can't say it enough. And this is actually where you should start. Now, let me segue for a moment and say that most service-based businesses actually start with what they do. So I'm an NLP expert, and then they look at what other NLP experts are doing and say, okay, I'll price a little bit less than that, usually because they're new in the market. But what this does is it leaves out actually the most important thing, which is the customer, because the customer makes the buying decision and judges the value. So that's why you need to start there. And no, you product-based businesses are not off the hook on this either. You tend to start with, well, I have this really cool gadget that I built and now let me add up my costs at a margin and that'll be my price. And again, it leaves out the person who's making the decision about the value of your product, and that is the customer. (laughs) So again, this is why I encourage you all to start your pricing and thinking about what prices you offer by understanding who the customer is and what they might be willing to pay. 
because that is actually what's going to help you understand what prices to offer. Now, if you're curious about willingness to pay, I do have a DIY guide and tool on my website, which you can grab a copy of for a small fee, and then you could run your own customer willingness to pay survey. So I'll put that in the show notes for you. But the customer is where this starts for sure. And if you're not starting there now, I suggest you go back and pick that up because they are the ultimate, again, the ultimate judge and jury on what a fair price is for the value as far as they perceive it. The second step is the offer. And you can't really or shouldn't really define the offer until you're clear on who you're targeting. If you do that in the reverse order, you run the risk of bringing something to market that nobody really wants. And this is actually one of the number one reasons that businesses fail. There's no need in the market for what they have to offer. So first you define who you're targeting, then you set what you're going to bring them based on what their needs are and what their problem is. Yes, sometimes you may know a little bit more about what they need, but you're still gonna have to connect with them in terms of what they think they need. So you may be delivering a bit of both, but the offer needs to be clear before you can actually set the price for it because that will influence the price, of course. If you have certain functions or features, or if you include certain, you know, consulting packages in there, you know, those things will influence the price that you can charge. And one of the biggest mistakes businesses will make is they try to sell everything to anyone. Yeah. So they say, when I ask who's your customer, they say, oh, anybody can buy it. What are you offering? Oh, we can make everything. And this is actually a really quick path to become a generalist and to have to have relatively low prices in order to meet the needs of everyone. (laughs) And that is not going to create success down the road for you for the most part. Step number three, now that you know who the customer is and what they value and you have a clearly defined offer, then you can start looking at what's the value of my offer. And this is where we use a couple of different tools to define the value that our offer brings and then to uh, make an estimate in a dollar amount to quantify how much value that is worth because then that puts your price into context. When your price has context, it has meaning and it helps you to feel more confident about the price that you're offering because you can see it in relationship to the value you're you're bringing. Now, let me be clear, there's a difference between functions and features and the value. So my mobile phone, my smartphone has lots of functions and features that I never use, probably don't even know exist. So it's great that those functions and features are there, but the only ones that matter to me are the ones that I'm going to, in the end, be willing to pay for, right? So it's the amount of gigabytes that are available in the phone. That's relevant to me, and that's one of the reasons why that is something that affects the price so much because the manufacturers of these phones know that that's really important to some people and they're willing to pay more for it. So there's a lot of value in that, which means they can you know, capture more value and have higher prices for that. So you want to think about that in the context of your business as well. 
So be careful about taking functions and features and assuming that's the value there. The value actually is one step forward than that or farther than that, which is, okay, why does the customer want that? If, you know, I say, well, it has 128 gigabytes and you say, yeah, so what? I don't care. Then that's not something they value and not something you're going to pay for. But if they say, well, you can store a lot of photos on it and then you don't have to have, you know, a separate device for storing them, then you go, oh, okay, that has value for me. I can calculate some of that value as well. So value is step number three. Step number four is turning to the market and looking at what's going on there. Now, one of the mistakes that people make here is they assume that if there are no direct competitors, then they have no competition. Every single product and service out there has competition. If somebody, and I've seen this a few times, people have come to me and said, oh, there is no competition. There is always competition. First of all, there's always competition because the person can choose to do nothing at all, right? So that is one form of competition or the same thing that they've been doing all along. That's also competition. Sometimes the biggest competitors in your marketplace will be indirect competitors. So they're solving a similar problem in a different way is one type of indirect competitor, or you can even have competitors where, you know, this customer has a specific amount of money that they're going to spend on, you know, in this area of their life, let's say, and they can either, you know, spend it on thing A or thing B, and they may actually be two completely different things. Like they could go to the movies or they could go to dinner. Those are two completely different things, but they're competing for the same money the customer has to spend. Now you can't account for everything because you know that would be that would take a lot of time and effort, but depending on your business, that may be a really critical piece of information. And what we try to do here in this marketplace picture is we try to map out who are your biggest competitors, direct and indirect the value they bring in their prices from the perspective of the customer to see where you lay out or where you fit, your business fits into that map to make sure that you're positioned in the right way. Not necessarily to match everybody else, but in the scale of prices and value that are out there, somewhere between zero and infinity, you know, where are you positioned and is that right for your brand, for your business, and for what your customers are actually looking for? The fifth and last step is very important as well, because this is going to help you understand, can you be profitable? <laughs> so fifth step number five is taking a look at cost and profit. So by the time we get to this phase, we're basically creating a price list, and then we can start plugging that into a profit simulation tool that I use with clients, and they can start checking and seeing how profitable is their business and how much volume they're going to have to do in order to reach the profitability targets that they want to have. And they start to develop an intuition for how different business decisions that they make in their business will actually influence how quickly they can be as profitable as they want to be, which is amazing. So this is another area where People make big shifts in their understanding and their confidence in the prices that they offer. 
Because if you know that in order to reach your objectives, the price needs to be here and you have to get X number of customers to buy it at that point, you know precisely what you need to do in your business in order to achieve your goals. Makes people feel so much more confident about what they are doing, especially around their pricing. So the cost and profit check for a service-based business versus a product-based business, it's a little bit heavier for your product-based businesses because you have all of those variable costs. But in the end, it is an exercise. It is absolutely critical and important for every kind of business. So whether your service or product-based or software as a service, regardless of the business type, this is a must-have because it is going to help you, one, develop that intuition, and two, it's going to help you understand if your business model is going to work and what you're going to have to do in order to achieve that. So those are the steps of the price setting thought process. Now, I explain it in a linear way, but it's not necessarily such a linear process because what you do is you get to certain points and you realize, wait a minute, something doesn't quite work or fit here. And you have to go back a step and review your assumptions there and then come forward again and so on and so forth. So I call it an iterative process. And it's a process that you would use primarily for your most important offers. So like your signature offers or your the main product that you sell. And then other parts of your offer are actually priced in relationship to that. That's the whole thought process in a nutshell. It might give you a few things to think about. If you have questions about that, you can always head on over to thepricinglady.com and book a discovery call with me. We can take a look at what's going on pricing in your business and I can share with you how I might be able to help you with that. That's all for today's folks. I wish you all the best. Have a great day. And as always, enjoy pricing everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, rate, review, and subscribe to it, then share it with your friends and colleagues. I love hearing back from you listeners. If you've got comments, questions, or topic ideas, go on over to thepricinglady.com and contact me there. Not sure where to start when it comes to improving pricing and profits? At thepricinglady.com, you can download a copy of my self-assessment pricing scorecard. Find out where it's going well and where you can begin improving. Or just simply book a discovery call with me. There we can discuss what's up with pricing in your business and how I might be able to help you. Thanks once again for joining. Remember, pricing can hurt or help your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. See you next time. And as always, enjoy pricing. Pricing.